Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. You know, I'm a simple man, simple guy, and I like it that way. Uh, so I have a very simple analysis of this whole Speaker of the House deal yesterday and the repercussions and on and on and on and on. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So the headline is the big victory for the Democratic Party. That's the headline. Um, because the Democrats, once again, have showed cohesion. They stick together no matter what. And that's the message of the day. And I hope every day when you get up, you go to BillOReilly.com and read the message. It's free. It's all of that. So when you have a party that's just not going to deviate, that really doesn't have any uh, intention of cooperating with the other party, that's the Republican Party, and vice versa to some extent, um, you have power. And I was on a Hannity broadcast uh, radio show today, and I said that this stems from Nancy Pelosi. Because Pelosi, when she was speaker, basically said to all of the House members who were Democrats, if you don't follow what I say, you're not getting a dime for your reelection campaign from the political action committees that I control. That was it. All right. You went against Nancy. You got no money. So <laughs> they all stepped into line, which they did yesterday. Nobody voted for Speaker McCarthy to retain his position on the Democratic side, which was crazy because McCarthy was trying to broker a consensus in some cases. All right. Democrats threw him over the side and eight Republicans did as well, as you know. So the Republican Party looks weaker than the Democrats to the people watching, the independent people. Now, one of the reasons is there is no leader of the Republican Party. As I said yesterday, Donald Trump's not a leader of the Republican Party. He's not even a Republican. I mean, he's running on a Republican ticket, but 
He's a populist and he has embraced traditional tenets. The MAGA people are traditional conservatives, so he gives them what they expect and they're loyal to him. But he, he doesn't know the history of the Republican Party. He doesn't know all of that. He's not ingrained in that. And when I hear Trump Speaker of the House, I go, oh, come on. <laughs> look, if Donald Trump were to say, look, I'd like to be Speaker of the House, there'd have to be a vote in the House to make that happen. Every Republican would have to vote for Donald Trump, and every Republican would not. They wouldn't. There are House members on the GOP side that don't like Trump. So Trump would get humiliated. He's not going to put himself up for that vote ever. He doesn't want the job anyway. So when I hear this, I just go, you know, I don't want to be arrogant, supercilious, but I, I go, they just don't know anything. Anyway, um, the eight Republicans who voted to oust McCarthy are conservative people and they want to stop government spending. That's noble. Okay, no government spending wildly out of control because the Democratic Party buys votes. Everybody knows that. And they're not going to stop. But at this point in history, there's no way the Republicans can do anything about it. Yeah, you could pass legislation in the House to stop spending, cut spending by 30, 40 percent. But guess who's going to veto it? <laughs> guess who's going to veto it? Does the name Joe Biden mean anything to you? It's not happening. The only way it could happen is in 13 months for the American people to give Republicans power in both houses of Congress and the presidency. Then you, the Republicans would cut. But to you know put a symbolic bill up that like Matt Gates wants to do, uh, and the House would pass it by one or two votes, okay, but then what? Nothing. Nothing happens. So McCarthy loses his job because he didn't want to be put in that position to shut the government down. I, I, I just, I thought McCarthy, I'm not a political guy like that, but I thought he did a decent job. I mean, I, there's no reason for him to lose his position. So getting back to the leadership of the Republican Party, the strongest leader the GOP has had in my lifetime is Newt Gingrich. He was almost terrifying as Speaker of the House. He is so angry today. Roll the tape. From my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. All eight of them should, in fact, be primaried. They should all be driven out of public life. What they did was to go to the other team to cause total chaos. We ought to be focusing on Biden. We ought to be focusing on the economy. We ought to be focusing on the border. Instead, you're going to get a week or 10 days of the media focusing on Republican disarray. Absolutely true. What he said, absolutely true. Okay. Long term, doesn't really matter, okay, for the next year, because the Republicans control the House. So it's Jim Jordan uh, versus Steve Scalise. Both men want to be speaker. Um, I don't know who's going to win. I, I don't, I'm not in there. I don't know. I don't know about Scalise's health. I, I just don't. I can't make any calls on that. But there'll be a new speaker fairly soon. And um, things will go on the way they're going. But all of this did not have to happen. 
That's a memo. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, This podcast is not for you, but if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Let's bring in uh, a guy who has uh, a new book out on Joe Biden called Breaking Biden, Exposing the Hidden Forces and Secret Money Machine Behind Joe Biden's Family and His Administration. Alex Marlowe is the editor-in-chief of Breitbart News Network. He joins us now from Los Angeles. Full disclosure, Breitbart is conservative. It doesn't like uh, Joe Biden at all. Um, So people... Uh, thinking about buying your book, you're coming at it from a point of view that this man is not good for the country. However, I, I read a lot of the book. It's a big book. Um, and you document uh, what you say um, pretty thoroughly. So it's not some screed. Um, and I wondered, based upon what you know, Alex, if you agree with me that Joe Biden is not going to be the nominee in 24. Uh, hi, Bill. Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, thanks a, a lot. It's really a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, congrats on Killing the Witches. I thought your interview with Tucker was some of the best news content I've seen the whole year. So uh, very great stuff. And I felt pretty inspired as a, an independent media guy myself. Uh, it feels good uh, to be in company like yours. Uh, I, think gonna the nominee, uh, I'm gonna, I think he's going to be the nominee. I think he's going to be the nominee overall. And the, the reason why is because he's wanted this his whole life. This goes back to before I could even find documentation, and thanks for noting how thorough I tried to be. There's very few greed, rage, all that. None of that's in the book. All the book is backed up with fact after fact, 1,600 citations and all. I want any political stripe to be able to pick it up and to get something out of the book, some entertainment value, some knowledge. Obviously, I have a perspective. I'm happy to share that, but that was not really the point of the book. The point was to take Joe Biden seriously and dive into his life what motivates him, et cetera. 
And he's wanted to be president since he was a boy. And this has been repeated. He doesn't just want to be president. He wants to have a dynasty. He wants to be able to, that's why he bought a 10,000 square foot house, former DuPont mansion in Delaware. Uh, he eventually got out of it when he got a deal that was way above market rate from a bank executive who I believe had a vested interest in uh, getting Joe Biden that money. But that was his plan. And that got upended when Bo Biden died of cancer, brain cancer, which was really tragic and tough to go through and learn all about. Uh, but overall, he's wanted this so bad, and he's made the moves to stabilize his base support, particularly the Democrat left, which is how he moved from sort of working class lunch bucket Joe to left wing guy. It's all about keeping that base engaged, uh, which he's proven he's pretty adroit at doing it. And so the question is, who steps in in his place? Uh, it, it is it's not going to be Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris this time. Uh, so who's out there? Maybe Gavin Newsom, but it seems like Gavin might be angling for being that heir to Biden, not necessarily taking over from him during this term right away. It should have been Bo, and Bo's not here. Okay, but look, I had a mother who had significant uh, mental problems at the end of her life. And I saw how fast she went down. I'm seeing the exact same thing with Joe Biden. 13 months away, the election. He's not going to get any better, Alex. He's going to get worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse. So right now, the polls say 40% of Americans still would vote for him. And these are mostly, as you pointed out, devoted liberals. Uh, a lot of them depended on the government to give them money and stuff like that, which Biden, of course, will do. But I don't believe, and I know the Democratic infrastructure wants him out because the Hunter Biden stuff is going to get worse. You, you may find a link to Joe Biden as far as cash gratuities to the Bidens from their son or hunt, from their son Hunter. Yeah, it is definitely going to get worse, especially with the probes going on and a potential uh, impeachment. All of this is going to open up a much more investigation into specifically Hunter, and this is not going to go well for Joe. Uh, but to your first point, before I, I give, put some more teeth by what I just said, uh, the one thing about Joe's deteriorating mental health, and I, I certainly believe he's deteriorating, I, I pulled insane quotes from Joe throughout the book that he's been delivering his entire life since he was a boy. So he's always said insane things. He's always seemed like he's out of place from time to time. So this has gone on for a long time. It probably accelerated when he had two aneurysms in his brain during his first presidential run. Uh, and since then, it just seems like he's periodically lost. But he's been that way for a long time. And he's still president and executing way too much of his agenda that I'm comfortable with. But I do think to your second point, it is going to get much worse for him. I, I broke a story today that's at Breitbart.com that your audience can check out of Hunter's involvement in the University of Delaware Biden Institute, which was described as Hunter's baby. The thing has been tied to China from the start. It was designed to bag cash for Joe Biden's family and for Joe Biden's friends who would eventually go into an administration. And this stuff is still happening. It's still ongoing. There's been no interest in digging into these things, even though they're literally called Hunter's baby. We don't have any answers as to Hunter's stake that he retains in a company known by Xi Jinping as the Dragon Head, which is a Chinese uh, shipping conglomerate. Uh, we know that Hunter was involved, but he still retains an equity stake, as far as I can tell. We're going to get that information eventually right. if you're allowed to investigate long enough. OK, so look, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of opinion, but I'm going to stand by my opinion. He's not going to be the nominee. 
Um, so do you believe that Joe Biden himself is a corrupt man? That means that he used his elected position, senator, VP, and now president, to amass money for his family. Do you believe he consciously did that? Uh, absolutely, I do. And I think that if you read the book, you'll be more convinced of it than ever. And you use the operative word, which is family. And somehow we on the right have fallen for some trick, which is that the family doesn't count or something. It does count. If this is the anatomy of a bribe bill, if the family is getting paid and they're not just getting paid by China, they're getting paid by Kazakhstan, as you noted, uh, they're getting paid by Ukraine. They're getting paid by entities around the world, from Jamaica to Costa Rica to uh, Saudi Arabia. All of these places are tied into Biden business. Uh, Iraq and all of these places, the Bidens have no business doing any business there at all. And yet they are, one after the next after the next. And they, they keep coming up with new creative ways to use the family name to make money. And Joe puts family first always. It is one thing that comes through beyond any semblance of a doubt when you read the book, the thing he cares about most is protecting his family and elevating his family. All right. So and you that's do, what his family you believe was up to. that he consciously broke the law because it is against the law to use your elected position to enrich your family. There are a lot of statutes. Uh, and that's where this impeachment inquiry is going, by the way. They may not have or get the direct gratuity flowing into Joe Biden's bank account or you know, Hunter Biden paying his bills, they may not get that, but they're certainly going to get that Vice President Biden up till the present moment, president, has used his power and authority to enrich his family, which is against the law. The, the clearest example is a Burisma example. It's the most obvious one, but it's because it's all right out there for us. Hunter gets hired on a million dollars a year, energy company, and in Ukraine, he knows nothing about energy. He knows nothing about Ukraine. They submit that they're unsatisfied with this prosecutor looking into the company. They follow up and say, hey, we got to get this prosecutor out. And then Joe Biden fires the prosecutor. We've also learned from recent FOIA uh, uh, revelations that the State Department thought the prosecutor was doing a good job. And Joe Biden defied our own State Department, Barack Obama's State Department, in order to fire the prosecutor. Meanwhile, yeah. Hunter's getting paid all this money. This is all plain as day, and Joe admitted it. Final question for you. And again, the book is named Breaking Biden. It is by Alex Marlowe. You can get it anywhere. Do you believe that the House representative, the three committees, has enough um, investigative sophistication it's like I would have already called the secretary of state who was OK with the prosecutor of Burisma, OK, or the undersecretary of state, whoever's on the record. I would have already called that person in front of the oversight or the uh, uh, Ways and Means Committee to get their testimony. I don't know whether these men and women are qualified enough to do this kind of a sophistication what do you think? 
Uh, personally, I'm with you. I remain negative on this until proven otherwise. There's just no credibility in Washington to solve these problems. But to play devil's advocate, I suppose if I was in charge of the investigation, if I was looking to a mafioso type family, uh, I would start with the lower end people and then I would move up and get the bosses at the end. That, that's how I guess I would probably okay. do it. That, so if it turns point. out well, th that's going to be it. That's, that's a fair point. All right, Alex, good luck with the book. Thanks for helping us out tonight. We really appreciate it. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com bill. For more details, see ahs.com contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. He ran for governor of California. He is a former radio talk show host, a pundit. You see him around. And he joins us now from New York City. He's also got a project that we're involved with, um, with a bank called Old Glory Bank. We'll talk about that in a moment. So you're, I guess, running for president, right? Are you, are you still doing that actively? Not, 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 not you guess, Bill. I am running. And I'm, by the way, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm not very far from the Ronald Reagan Library. I will be there. Uh, I won't be on the debate stage, obviously, because I didn't qualify. Why am I running? Well, I'm running as an America First guy, a MAGA guy. Well, Larry, you have a MAGA guy. His name is Donald Trump. But I'm also running because there are some issues that our party is not talking about enough, if at all. For example, Bill, the number one domestic problem in America, by far, that nobody's talking about, is what I call the epidemic of fatherlessness. 70% of black kids enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother, up from 25% back in 1965. Now 25% of white kids enter the world without a father in the home, married to the mother. And even Barack Obama once cited these stats. Five times we're likely to be poor and commit crime. Nine times we're likely to drop out of school. And 20 times we're likely to end up in jail if you are raised without a father in the home, married to the mother. What's happened? A Democrat named Lyndon Johnson in the mid-60s launched what he called the War on Poverty. And since then, Bill, we have incentivized women to marry the government and incentivize men to abandon their financial and moral responsibility. The left isn't talking about it because they created the problem. 
Our side is not talking about it because if you're white like you are, you'll be accused of systemic racism. And if you're black like I am, you'll be called, as I was at the LA Times, the black face of white supremacy. Nobody, but nobody's talking about that. Number two, the Democrats are not effectively dealing with the lie. Uh, excuse me, the Republicans are not effectively dealing with the lie Democrats have been pushing for decades, and that is the lie that America remains systemically racist. It's not just nonsense like reparations that this lie is pushing. It's getting people killed. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George Floyd effect, and that's a phenomenon of cops all over America, Bill, in the last few years, pulling back from their normal proactive police. Now, there are thousands of what I call excess deaths, people who are killed, have been killed, who otherwise would not have been killed, most of them, by the way, black and brown people living in the inner city who would be alive today if the police had not been maligned and therefore pulling back from their normal proactive policing. Our side is not effectively making that argument. Joe Biden goes to, and, I'll, and I'll, this last point I'll make, and I'll shut up. Joe Biden goes to Howard University a few weeks ago, gives a commencement exercise, and says the number one threat to the homeland is white supremacy. Are you smoking something? The Anti-Defamation League keeps track of how many people are killed every year, Bill, by extremists. Last year, 25 out of the over 20,000 people murdered. You want to play that game? Most homicide is same-race homicide. Most whites who are killed are killed by other whites. Most blacks who are murdered are murdered by other blacks. However, every year, there are roughly 750 interracial black-white homicides. 500 white people killed by blacks, even though blacks are just 13% of the population. 250 blacks killed by whites, even though whites are 60% of the population. Now, if Donald Trump at a commencement exercise said the number one threat to the homeland was black supremacy, you and I would both denounce him as a race-hustling demagogue. But Biden says it and gets a pass, and our party says absolutely nothing. It's what's driving 13% of black people to vote nearly 90% for the Democratic Party. If they didn't have that monolithic black vote, this country is divided right down the middle, Democrats could not win elections, so they do so by telling black people that we're victims, uh, we're, we're deserved of, of all sorts of programs because of the white racist white man, and our party does not effectively deal with that lie. I am. Okay. All right. I got it. And I'm not going to challenge you on it because particularly in the uh, fatherless homes, is absolutely correct. And nobody wants to talk about it because the government can't intrude in the home, has no legal authority to do so. And as you rightly pointed out, if you criticize African-American culture, all right, then you're a racist. So no whites are going to do that. Trump's not going right. to do it. DeSantis isn't going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. Um, if I were Trump, I would appoint you to some position um, where you could go around the country and get that message out. But the realistic political view is at this point in history, no Republican is going to beat Donald Trump in the primary. Would you agree with that? I agree. He has a commanding yeah. lead. It's no not going to happen unless there are forces that come in. And with Trump, every day is a new day. So certainly anything could happen. But right if now, if the primary vote, all of them were held tomorrow, Trump just skates in. They... Uh, progressives who have targeted him time and time again have lost that. Now, they say, well, we'll win in the general election, but they're up against a president who's the second worst president in history, Joe Biden. But let me take it a step further with you. So sure. what shapes the culture is not politicians, Larry, and you know that. It's the media. The media shapes the way culture is absorbed 
by we the people. And the media will not ever, ever criticize any minority for anything, and very, very few times will criticize a liberal. And politicians can't break through that wall. Am I wrong? You are wrong. When Barack Obama got elected, he walked into the Oval Office bill with a 70% approval rating, even though he got elected with a little under 53%. What happened? It wasn't that all of a sudden people who didn't vote for him said, you know what? I want my capital gains taxes raised. You know what? I want Obamacare. It's because at the very least, most Americans thought that Barack Obama would put a lie to the notion that America remains systemically racist. When he entered the Oval Office in the third week of January 2009, both blacks and whites thought race relations would improve. When he left office, both blacks and whites thought race relations got worse. Why? Because for eight years, the man played the race card time and time and time again. From the Cambridge police acted stupidly, to if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon, to embracing Black Lives Matter, to saying that racism is in America's DNA, to having an, an AG, Eric Holder, who called voter ID pernicious racism. He had Al Sharpton in the White House over 70 times. I was every there one time. time. Okay, that's every a good time point. He had a chance. I'm and, not and, gonna... and, if I, and, if, and if I were president and I were saying the kinds of things that Obama should say, the media would have to respond to what I said. So therefore, I would have shaped culture because I would have forced the media to respond to the kinds of things you can't I just force said to you. The media, Larry, you can't. And, and the media went along. Well, look, I was at the White House. I worked closely, and I don't know whether you know this, with President Obama on My Brother's Keeper, that program. All right? Right. And I, I worked very mm -hmm. closely with him. And when he announced it in the White House with the African-American kids from Chicago in the background, I was in the second row, okay, right behind Colin Powell. Sharpton was on the other side of the room. I told Obama it was not good to have Sharpton there. After he gave his speech, the first person he came to to shake his hand was me. And I knew that was because of my visibility on Fox News. I didn't, he didn't like, I don't know what he thinks about me. I always gave him a fair cut. But you're correct in a sense, there was way too much division in policy in the Obama White House. But it could not have happened without the corporate media agreeing with what he was doing. And you I'm can't force the media to do anything. They're going to continue I'm to do that, Larry. I'm not challenging you on the notion that the media are biased. We all know that. But Worse than Donald, that. Donald Trump won in 2016 with just 8% of the black vote. Re-election campaign, he got 12%, a 50% increase, and got 20% of the black male vote. Why? Best economy ever for black people. Uh, he did something about the borders. The people that are most hurt by illegal aliens economically are black and brown people with high school or less living in the inner city. Yeah, the Hispanics he put him in, and, and, they'll, and they'll do it again this time around. If Trump, gets the, if Trump gets the nomination, I believe maybe 50% of Hispanic Americans will vote for him. Now, I want to get to Old Glory Bank. So this is a new sponsor for the No Spin News, and we want to be upfront about this whole thing. It's an Oklahoma-based bank. But it's investment portfolio, that is, when you deposit money in the bank, it's FDIC insured, it's up and up, all right? But there aren't branches everywhere. you got to go uh, on the uh, Internet to the Old Glory Bank in Oklahoma. 
But people don't understand the difference between old glory, which is why they're advertising on our uh, news programs, and the regular banks. Succinctly, Larry, what is the difference since you're on the board of directors? The difference is you won't be canceled for who you are, what you are, and what you believe. Right now, banks all of America are canceling accounts of people who belong to the NRA, who bought weapons. For example, January 6th, one of the large banks voluntarily turned over uh, records of accounts of their customers who bought firearms on or near January 6th, even without a subpoena, without a court order. We will not cancel any law-abiding business. Uh, that's what Old Glory is all about. Okay, so it's a, and it outwardly touts um, traditional um, traditional American tenets. That's what attracted Tradition you, right? Traditional American values. For example, we also have Old Glory Pay. Donald Trump Jr. put on a uh, a rally, uh, and PayPal refused to process the tickets because they did not like his ideology. We have something called Old Glory Pay, uh, so you will not be shut out or shut down uh, because of your political views. So that's what Old Glory Bank is all about. By the all way, right. Bill, I've also called As Goes California, uh, my mission to rescue the Golden State and save a nation all about what Gavin Newsom and the Democrats in the last several decades have done in California, turned this great state into a state where about 500,000 people have left over the last few years. And by the way, don't think that if Joe Biden can't fog up a mirror, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. It will not be. I know you think otherwise, Bill. You are wrong. It's going to be Kamala Harris. They cannot get rid of her. This is the gender and race identity party. And if Kamala Harris is kicked to the curb for some other white dude like Gavin Newsom or Mayor Pete, black females, the most loyal part of the Democratic base, will be livid. They won't vote Republican. They just won't vote. Thereby they guaranteeing vote whoever... But if it is Kamala Harris, if you're deemed to be correct, uh, she'll lose. I'm correct. Trouble believer. Blow her away. They, they, they painted themselves into that corner. They cannot get rid of her. Don't forget James Clyburn right, agreed to support. James Clyburn we'll agreed a, to support. But it's a Biden different world now. It's a different world. A Biden Harris has done so much damage to this country that even the dimmest of us know. Larry, I got to run, but I want to give the uh, um, address, Old Glory Bank, one word, oldglorybank.com, if anybody is interested in checking it out. Thanks, Larry. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate it. Border. So I'll remind you again, tomorrow, President Biden could close the border down by signing an executive order that says, we are not going to take any more asylum requests for a year until we get this thing under control. Any responsible president would do that. Anyone. Biden would do it. Okay. So the states that are getting pounded the most are the border states, California and New York. New York's governor is a far left person because this is a far left state now named Kathy Hochul. She's on CBS on Sunday. Go. Well, we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border. It is too open right now. Uh, people coming from all over the world are finding their way through simply saying they need asylum. And the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of New York. And that is a real problem for New York City. Well, who's the source of the problem, Governor? Never say it. Mm -mm. They stick together. All right, just remember that executive order I just told you about. If every governor, all 50, in the states, 
went to Washington tomorrow, stood outside the White House on Pennsylvania Avenue and said, got to sign that executive order, Mr. President. He'd have to sign it. Right? Okay. So don't be whining about coming to New York. You haven't done a thing. Upstate New York, Oneida County. Beautiful place in the fall, by the way. If you're looking for somebody to cruise around, Oneida County, 255 miles northwest of New York City. So their uh, county executive, uh, Anthony Pesente, says if Mayor Adams of New York City sends migrants to Oneida County and they are put anywhere with vouchers, because Adams is giving the migrants vouchers, so they get free hotel stays and stuff like that, that Pacente will fine the migrants, not the migrants, fine the hotels that allow the migrants to stay. All right? So now the county executive is saying, we're not going to play this game in New York. This is how chaotic and out of control things are. They really are. And again, it all goes back to Joe Biden. Nobody else involved here. It's just him. He's the guy that wrote the executive order stopping Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Just him. Now, his party wants this. Progressives want open borders. George Soros, he can't get enough of that. But it's fine. All right, let's go to L.A. All right, so we got New York. Chaotic. More than 100,000 migrants here. L.A., Today, drop the bail. Okay, all nonviolent crimes, and that includes selling heroin, fentanyl. That includes looting. That includes stealing a car, breaking into your home. All of that, no bail. So, 12 cities in Los Angeles County, the largest county in the United States, have sued the county for this uh, insane, and it is, no-bail law. But you guys in Southern California, how, how much more will it take you to throw these progressives out at the ballot box? I mean, how much more? Crazy. But at least these cities are stepping up. Starbucks closing seven San Francisco stores so the homeless people can't drink uh, Starbucks. Um, they say it's not because of the homeless and the violence. Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Uh, they're going to open some new locations, so they say. San Francisco is it's a shell now. Smart life. Smartphones. All right. Where is my phone? So today I got a little uh, thing from the federal government. You got it too, a little emergency thing on this. Smartphone. Everybody's got one, right? So there is a study out of the University of Surrey in England, 800 participants, and they look at your relationship with your phone. And this is what they found. Casual users of the phone, 15%. Um, They go online for specific tasks. They don't linger around. That's me. Okay, I need to look something up. Bang, 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 bang. Very helpful to me. But I'm not surfing or cruising. I'm not doing that. So I'm in that group. Uh, Initial users, 23%. They are kind of cruising around in there. 
little more than they would like to. Experimenters, 22%. These are the people who really know all the dark web and where everything is. They can find anything for you. 22%. Average age, 24 years old. Uh, and they feel uneasy when they're not connected. When they don't have the phone in their hand, these people kind of get nervous. All right? That's the third category. Fourth category, addicts in denial, 18%. These are people who can't stay away from the phone. Have to be on it. But they won't admit it, that they're addicts. And then outright addicts, 22%. They openly acknowledge they are addicted to the Internet and they recognize there's a negative impact on their lives, on their jobs, on their interpersonal relationships. They don't pay attention to their kids. They don't pay attention to their pets. It's all this, 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 this. It's a pretty interesting study, I thought. Smart life, why am I doing it there? Because you can't let anything addict you. You can't. So there's a Robert Palmer song, Addicted to Love. Remember that? I love Robert Palmer, by the way, the late Robert Palmer. And any kind of an addiction will hurt you because other things in your life will suffer. And this is so powerful, this cell smartphone thing. I mean, the kids, they're just, and we told you yesterday, UK has banned them now in all schools, even in uh, recess time. Can't have a smartphone if you're in a public school in Great Britain anymore. And you got to do that. So I don't know what category you're in on a cell phone thing, but if it's too much, back away. Back, just put it away. You can do it. Okay, let's go to the final thought of the day. So we have had literally thousands of uh, new premium and concierge members, a lot of it off the uh, Carson O'Reilly interview, which you can still see if you haven't seen it. We have a little box on BillOReilly.com. You just push it, and there it appears. Now, the reason I did that interview was twofold, uh, to promote Killing the Witches, get the word out there that it was uh, a book that you might want to see. And also, there is a lot of people who just don't live uh, on the internet, okay? They, they, they just don't put it together. Older people, primarily older Americans. But this, the word of this was going to get out, and it has. Millions and millions of people have seen the interview. Um, and I would draw attention back to what we do here, the No Spin News, BillOReilly.com. And then I, I told everybody in the interview, look, if you become a concierge member, which is inexpensive, it's not. It's a life insurance policy for you. Something goes wrong in your life. I'll tell you how to handle it. I'll give you how I would handle it. And you get direct access to me. So every letter we get is answered within 24 hours, pretty much. And uh, I got a great guy on it, Nick Biardi, a really good producer. And, and he, he's like a magician, this guy. So anyway, we get a lot of heartbreaking mail people in circumstances way beyond their control. We try to steer them into places that can help them. Okay, but in addition to that, concierge and premium members on Bill O'Reilly get massive discounts on all of our stuff. So now we're into October, and boy, we'll be at Christmas time. It's warp speed, you know it. And I just did the smart life about gouging, people gouging you, and that's not gonna stop. You're going to be paying three, four times uh, what things are worth, but not with us. Okay, so we beginning next week, I'm going to lay out we're going to have for premium and concierge members 
tremendous array of different gifts that you can give people that they're going to like. All right. It's not like a tie where eh, I could go either way or you send them over some eggnog and I, yeah, yeah. Okay. These gifts, but they're, we're keeping the price down. I mean, we got, we got a, a special now on BillOReilly.com where you can get, I think it's Killing the Legends and Killing Crazy Horse, another killing book, and a T-shirt for unbelievable amount of very low price. So what you do is you keep the books you want or you give the books away, you keep the shirt or give it away, whatever it may be. And our stuff is good, by the way. And if you have any trouble with it, you know, you come to us and we'll, we'll make it right. So what we're in business to do, and I told this to Tucker Carlson is, I don't need any more money, all right? I, I don't have to do this, but I'm trying to use my power and my influence to help as many human beings as I can, all right? I'm trying to buy my way into heaven because <laughs> you never know how that's gonna go, all right? So I'm here to do as much good as I can. I think that's why I was put on the planet. And uh, this is an excellent way to do it because we have hundreds of thousands of people now who are coming on in and uh, we can help them if they need help. So that's what this is all about. It's a little confusing, but not so much. And you go into the website. We want you to enjoy BillOReilly.com. We have great, fun stuff. We have uh, quizzes and all of that for you. Uh, but we also have serious stuff where, you know, if you're a concierge member and you get sick or you get got a problem, we can, can't solve the problem for you. You don't have a magic wand to do that. But in every state, I can kind of steer you into people who can help. Uh, and in some places, we, we do directly intervene when we feel that somebody's really getting smoked. But we can't do that, you know, on a regular basis. But we, if, if I feel somebody's really getting hosed, you know, I'll go to bed. So anyway, we welcome all of the thousands of new BillOReilly.com premium and concierge members. You're going to enjoy the service. We've got lots and lots of things for you. Um, and we hope that those of you who are members will take the time to check it out. And you're smart enough to know whether you need it or not, right? So thank you for watching and listening for to the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you on Monday.